Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and neurotypical gratitude day or days. With us in our virtual studio is Dr. Ari Tuckerman, who's perfect for this type of content. Uh, we're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, Jan, can you introduce our guest? Jeff, our guest tonight is Dr. Ari Tuckman. He is a clinical psychologist specializing in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He's the author of four books, including his newest one titled ADHD After Dark, Better Sex Life, Better Relationship. He is a frequent speaker and has given more than 400 presentations on ADHD as well as other topics. He has over 100 episodes and more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. He's a former member of the National Board of CHAD and their current conference co-chair. More information is available online at adultadhdbook.com. That's adultadhdbook.com. Dr. Tuckman, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Have you back? It's been a long time. You're the, I think I've interviewed more than anybody, but today's show is actually interesting because it goes back to one of the first ones I remember doing with you back in 2010. We were talking about um, sharing, disclosing ADHD, and one of the things in that interview that was memorable to me is you want to share – if you're going to share it, try to share it as a symptom, not a diagnosis. 
But if you're going to talk about it, use it as an explanation for your behavior, not an excuse. And what resonated with me in that interview was if you use an excuse like the burden is on the other person now to take care of themselves and you, which emotionally people get upset about. I mean, am I misrepresenting that? Correct. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. That the, the problem with using something, anything, as an excuse is it relies upon the other person to do the excusing. Yep. As in, um, I mean, I guess it's okay if you're late all the time, which, I, you know, like is, first of all, a bit of a hard sell, I think. But it also, like, what happens then when you have someone else who's not willing to do the excusing? You know, you get yep. a new girlfriend or boyfriend or you have a new job or you're, you know, had a reorg and now you have a different boss or or this person just gets sort of fed up. They're like, actually, I've decided now I'm not okay with you being late all the time. So, yep. so yeah, so excuses are self-limiting in that way. So if we, if we think about this in the context, there's a lot that's kind of going into the show. One of the things that I – I've really learned a lot from Dr. Barkley's ADHD is an issue of self-regulation, which is an executive function. And one of the things you need to regulate is your emotions, and it's a big issue for people. And I know when people feel threatened, you go to fight, fight, or freeze. You have this reflexive response to, to jump into that. And if somebody's coming at you and it doesn't feel very good, you feel criticized, you have a t- tendency to get emotional, which leads into – Conversation we've had with Melissa Orlov, who's really focuses on ADHD relationships, and she talks about the symptom response response. Person with ADHD, they, the spouse sends them to the grocery store to get eggs. They come back with everything but eggs. We got the the symptom. Now the person without ADHD has an emotional response. They don't understand what's going on. Get eggs. I, I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. The person with ADHD feels a little attacked. And it doesn't feel really good, and so they fight back. And so the symptoms, emotional thing spirals kind of out of control until it kind of you, you simmer and you come back and you repeat and rinse the next day. And it's, it's, it's difficult to have ADHD, and it's difficult to be with somebody with ADHD. The dynamics are so difficult. So it's got a recipe to be very uh, emotional. Would you agree? Oh, it absolutely does. And, of course, you know, in a relationship or if we're talking about the parents and kids, like, you've done this dance a million times. We all know how the movie ends. You know, like, everybody <laughs> could write the script of, like, this is how the argument goes. So, but, you know, it's sort of, like, you know, Barkley has this famous line that I probably use in every presentation I do, saying ADHD is not a disorder of knowing what to do. It's a disorder of doing what you know. So things like when your spouse asks you to get eggs, probably get eggs, you know. Like, the knowing how to do it's really easy. It's the doing it that's the hard part. And I've got sort of an add-on to that famous saying, which is, in fact, people with ADHD know far better what to do because they've been told far more often what they do. <laughs> so, you know, that, that then gets into the sort of interpersonal. That gets into the relationship dynamics that develop, how one person's ADHD becomes part, not all, part of what happens between two or more people. So, um, so yeah, that's where it gets really kind of tangled up, and Melissa's stimulus response response is kind of like another way of kind of talking about, you know, how that develops and how this all kind of spills forward, and everybody's playing their part. And, and so far, 
we're also we're playing a part, but everybody's acting as a reflexive reaction to stuff. And the idea sometimes is you need to kind of pause and back up out of the situation, which we're going to get to in just a second. Um, also, I've done some interviews with Lilia Zalowski on mindfulness. And one of the things that I've learned from her <laughs> is one is the shift of attention. Like if, you, if you're mindful or you meditate, you focus maybe in on your breath and you'll notice an extraneous thought come to your mind. And the idea is to let it go and bring your attention back on your, on your breath. That's really good for people with ADHD because it's, it's tension practice. Like you're being mindful of noticing and letting go. But another thing that she talks about is the shift of attitude. And we did an interview with years ago with Greg um, Creech of the Tudu Institute, and we talked about the practice of gratefulness or gratitude in, the, in Japanese mm-hmm. psychology because, as he said, you know, problems abound. If you get a flat tire on the way to work, you've got to handle that sure. problem right now. Something good happens. You don't have to celebrate that right now. You can put it off. So what happens, or the theory in Japanese psychology is problems abound, so you get consumed with, with the problems of the day, and you never celebrate. So the idea of practicing gratitude is to schedule time where you sit down and you make important that you write down what you're grateful for. And taking a, a page from Lily Zalowski is if you write down everything that you're grateful for, in a day or like week and you practice that over a period of time and actually shifts your attitude over a period of time, which is also helpful for, for people with ADHD. Want to add anything or any yeah. other comments to that so far? No, I mean, I think it's absolutely true. You know, they, it's very easy to focus on the fires that need to be put out or to get stuck reflecting on like, uh, that conversation didn't go the way I wanted or, you know, she's, seem to have this look on her face, I wonder what that means or whatever, right? Like to focus on the things that need to be addressed and to not appreciate, you know, the better things. So I think in general people tend to have a bit of a negativity bias in that way. But, you know, I think also, especially for folks with ADHD, maybe a little bit more, right? Because folks with ADHD have had legitimately more of those experiences where someone's not happy with, what they did or how or when or whatever. So um, so it kind of leads to, you know, Russ Ramsey has this coined this great term, which he called self-mistrust, meaning can I trust myself to do the things I say I'm going to do? Can I trust myself to have done the things that I said I would do? And, you know, like, sadly, there's a bit too much of a seed of truth in that doubt. You know, so, like, it does make it easy to feel like, uh, I never returned that email. Like, oh, man, I was supposed to call that person back. And, like, Mm -hmm. that thing I put together, you know, for my boss, like, it was okay, but it was definitely not my best work because I totally scrambled at the end because I forgot about it and then procrastinated. So it's, like, it's easy to focus. There's too many of those possibly negative things to be focused on. Yep. And, and I, the thing about this, over time, it wells up and becomes emotional, so you have this potential explosion that kind of takes place. So I tell you what. Right. Great, great stopping point. Let's go to commercial break. We're going to come back. I want to really kind of talk, get into what this really show is all about because this is, this is a very simple concept, but there's a, a lot wrapped up here. So far, we've teed up a lot of things that are going to bring us to the precipice of this. Um, our secret word today is day, D-A-Y. And if you haven't done it, you don't know who Ari is, you've got to go check out his website, adultadhdbook.com. It's, he's, got, uh, he's got his podcast there. He's got, just tell me. Whether you're called to do that, you tell me. I'm telling you, you need to go check out the website. He's got a lot of great stuff. So with all that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. 
Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Ari Tuckman. We're having a great conversation about ADHD, emotional self-regulation, the challenges of it. At the end of the day, it's no picnic having ADHD, and it's not the easiest thing for neurotypicals around to do it. So getting ready to segue into the big part is one of the things that I've learned, Lydia Zalowski, is the shift of attention and the shift of attitude. I added to that a couple of years ago. That's the shift of emotion. And Before the last election was probably one of my most favorite times of coaching because when I was dealing with people with emotional dysregulation, I needed to find an experience that I could put them in that was a safe environment to have them practice their emotional self-regulation. And so if you were a Biden fan, your homework was to go home and watch Fox News. And if you were a Trump fan, you got to go watch CNN and you had to sit there and practice watching that and just catching yourself and calming down. So I'm taking that concept, and I'm adding to that a little bit of reality, and that is if you've got ADHD, isn't it worth having a neurotypical gratitude day? Let's think about it. If they knew what the answer was, they would have given it to you by now, and this wouldn't be a difficult. But there's a lot of really well-intended neurotypicals, whether it's your partner, your spouse, your parents. They might aggravate the heck out of you. You might feel threatened, but at the end of the day, many of them are still around because they love you. They love you. They're they're in peace, and sometimes it's worth just being grateful, just being grateful that they're there and they're doing the best they can. Thoughts on that, Ari? I agree, absolutely. I mean, it's very easy to see the times that that we're the ones sort of in the crosshairs, right, and to see the ways Mm -hmm. that we've been sort of, you know, I don't know, done ill or whatever. Um, And it, you know, probably true, or at least there's some truth in it. But, you know, there is the other side of it, which is for all of us, ADHD or whatever, right? Like we all have the things that about what we do or how we do it that annoy at least someone. Um, and yet a good relationship, romantic, friend, coworkers, whatever, right? Like it's never going to be perfect. There's got to be some... Yep tolerance, some acceptance, some recognition of mostly this is pretty good, except as a couple of those things over there that probably won't change. So, so yeah, I think that, you know, that, that gratitude, that being intentional about looking for and kind of feeling within yourself and then also hopefully expressing to the other person, I think is like it is kind of a big important thing. It's an important thing, but again, this is a simple show, but there's a lot wrapped up in here. One is we talk about executive function, the self-awareness, to be aware of yourself. Sometimes with ADHD, you get kind of, you kind of go inward because you're feeling all that stuff, so you, you kind of pause and you, and you step back. 
what we're talking about here is stepping out of your emotions and looking at those that are actually trying to help you and actually thanking them, which is kind of restraining yourself. So you're kind of like, rather than just kind of like going off on them, you're practicing self-regulating by saying, thank you, know, thank you for kind of what you're done. And all this goes into the thinking process of being aware that other people are pulling this stuff together, all in the spirit of being empathetic to them. Because at the end of the day, I've learned over the years is if you want to be in relationship with somebody, there's a certain amount of vulnerability that goes with that. Somebody sometimes has to go first. And if you've got ADHD, you can begin to do this and practice it on a regular basis as an attention exercise, like something that you do on a regular basis to manage your emotions and actually realize that there are people that are trying to help you. There's a lot of power in this simple thing by pausing every once in a while being grateful for the neurotypicals around you. Now, we did an interview yeah. years ago about manners. Teaching manners is about self-regulation. Whether you get the manners or not about pausing, it's a good practice for kids because they have to pause and think. Same thing applies now. Make sense, Dr. Tuckman? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, so it is this sort of – I think there's a lot that goes on there. Right? Some of it is sort yep. of cognitive in the sense of, like, being aware, being self-aware, being aware of the other person. Um, <clears throat> and maybe even the practice of kind of intentionally looking for it because it sometimes slips by and we don't notice it. But but then there's also, like, there's other parts of this. So some of it is it's not just cognitively being aware of it, but it's also emotionally really kind of owning it, being able to yes. accept it, being able to, rec- you know, like feel okay about it without being lost in it. I think it, there's an emotional piece in terms of being able to understand the other person's perspective to be able to put ourselves into their shoes, so to speak. Um, And, you know, I think then to sort of recognize that there is work being done here um, by both people in this relationship and that I think this, this thing of expressing that gratitude, it's not necessarily or, well, it's not only being done for the other person's benefit. I mean, it's partly, right, mm-hmm. because they will probably feel good about being that their efforts are recognized and that their goodwill and everything is being recognized. But it's also it's a thing you do for yourself, right? It's not a thing yes. that you give your power away of saying, thanks for tolerating me since I'm such an annoying loser, right? Like, that's not <laughs> it. But, but it's sort of it's coming from a position of self-awareness and kind of strength. You know, like I yes. recognize this about myself and I acknowledge the effect it has on you and I appreciate the effort that you put in. Like that is a strong position to come yes. from. Oh, my God. That's why I was like, you're, you are coming, you're turning around to come from a strong position. I want to back up. You talked about you're pausing in that moment and you're looking for the evidence that they've done something you're grateful. I'll never forget interviewing Dr. David now years ago, and I don't remember the show. But he was talking about something like, you know, today I bit into that peach. Like it was so good. Or, you know, I, somebody held the door when I was struggling. When you stop and you think about those little things that you're grateful for, like the taste of a peach, not the big things, but the daily type of stuff, you actually begin to see what you didn't see before. And when you do that and you acknowledge somebody, hey, I am grateful for what you've done for these little things, I love what you said. It, it flips it around. Now you're kind, I'm not going to say you're the bigger person, but you're coming from a position of strength, and you're taking over the emotional dynamic of that relationship. I never thought about that way, but you're kind of flipping the tables. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Because, 
I mean, the, problem, the thing of it is relationships work best, relationships are most satisfying and therefore most sustainable when both people feel okay about it. And whether you're the one being too dominant or selfish or you're the person who's being too self-deprecating, right, like it's, in a, it's an imbalance in the relationship. And mm-hmm. that always causes trouble somehow or other. So, like, that's what we're trying to get away from is really having more a position of strength and equality and that we both have something to offer and we both get something from this. And when things come up, we can actually have an honest and direct conversation without anyone jumping into anger or criticism or without anyone kind of collapsing into, like, self-flagellation or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're at a great stopping point. We're going to break. We're going to come back to continue this conversation. Our secret word is day, D-A-Y. And I, you know, I, I, I gave you the answer to the test earlier. That is go to Dr. Tuckman's website at adultadhdbook.com. Literally, it's full of answers um, if you've got questions. So with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Tuckman in uh, talking about uh, a topic that only uh, he's he's perfect for these types of things, and that is actually the notion of being grateful for neurotypicals in your life. They're well-meaning people. They might be ignorant to the, your plight and the fact of what's going on, but they are doing the best that they can to try to help, whether it's to protect you, uh, promote your life or whatever. It might have – their intentions are good. Sometimes the execution is not so great, but the idea of pausing and being grateful for them – as a means to actually look for and see what they're actually doing, to step out of that from a self-regulation, and as a practice of managing your emotions. Some of you will like probably cringe with regard to this, but if you can begin to pause and do this, you're regulating your emotions. And I think the best thing that, that about this, what Dr. Tucker said, is if you can actually do that, you're actually coming from a position of strength and demonstrating that you're actually doing something about your emotional self-regulation. So this is really good stuff. Um, are, there, are there general thoughts? Dr. Tuckman? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, it, you know, and I think some of the, there's a snip you said that I think is a big important idea is that, you know, their intentions are good, even if their execution is sometimes off the mark, you know, which could be true of anybody. So to sort of be able to understand, so let's say this person, this non-ADHD person in your life 
you know, gets kind of anxious about things not getting done. And when they get anxious, then they perhaps behave in ways that you find to be controlling or micromanaging or unnecessary or whatever. Um, you know, it's to sort of recognize, like, okay, I myself wouldn't do that, but I understand for this person of how they are wired, mm-hmm. this is a thing that they do. This is this sort of works for them. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, which is really the flip side that you would hope they would do the same for you, right? Yep. If you're the person yep. with ADHD, that they would say, well, you know, that's not how I would do it, but I understand for how he or she is wired. Sure, okay, that that's going to be, you know, that's why they would do it that way. So it's that thing of, like, not, not asking for more than you give. Absolutely. So I don't know if this is a good idea to say, but when you were saying this, I remember there was a conference years ago in I think it was Chris Dundee was one of the keynotes, and there was a presentation by her husband. Um, mm. during it. If, if I recall correctly, her husband at the time had married into the ADD family, and he had been kind of ex-military, which was the answer for everything. And I, he was telling the story, <laughs> basically from his perspective, he walked in, he was convinced, you know, blah, 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 they were going to do this. And in his humbleness towards the end of it, he began to realize that it didn't work at all. The whole mindset and paradigm that he was taught, and taught, it just doesn't work for this crowd. And it was interesting because he had come to that realization and was there to share it with all the neurotypicals in the world uh, that, in that room or who could get that message to is that, you know, he was well-intended. He was there to take care of the people, but, you know, it just he'd been in a system that had, had taught him this thing, and it was, it was difficult, and he realized it didn't work. To sit there and fight those people to say it doesn't work, I'm not so sure. It actually helps the situation. So if you can at least be grateful that they're trying, at least you're not getting to Armageddon. They, they might not have the epiphany that Chris Dunney's husband did, but at least you're not throwing gasoline on that fire. So there is some value either way yeah. to at least minimize it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, the thing about it is, if there's good enough intentions, then you got something to work with. Yep. You know, it's where it gets to the point of not having good intentions, then, you know, I don't know, I don't know what your options are, but it's a whole lot less. Um, But, you know, I think that some of this also is, you know, there's this kind of dynamic sometimes that develops for some folks with ADHD, not all of them, but, you know, some of them have this sort of oppositional streak and, Mm -hmm. you know, basically meaning whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do something different Um, only because you're telling me. If you tell me A, I'm going to do B. If you tell me B, I'm going to do A. It's sort of like, you know, just because you're telling me I am going to do the opposite where it's really kind of the opposite of what we're talking about, right? It's sort of, it's, that oppositionality is more about winning the battle than it is about figuring out what's best for the war. And, you know, it, it's easy to sort of understand how someone who's been told far too many times what to do, why they might decide to fight back when they can. You know, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to decide what I do. Um, so, like, it makes sense, but it has this tendency of making a bad situation worse. So if you are someone who tends to have a little bit of an oppositional streak, right, this sort of gratitude might be kind of the antidote to that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the place to go and to try to step back and to think, okay, why is this person doing what they're doing? What is their perspective? I don't like it and I still don't agree with it, but at least let me try to figure out where they're coming from. 
and recognized at least some of it that may be a bit well-intentioned. Um, and then from there, I think it's easier as the oppositional one to maybe begin to make some different choices or to see that you might get something different from the exchange if you approach your part differently. I, I love how you said that. I have to believe that there are people listening who their blood's starting to boil a little bit as they envision themselves in some of the relationships, which is notice your emotions are starting to well up right now in that. But the idea here really is is come from a position of strength. Be the stronger person. Manage your emotions. Don't get kind of caught up in it, which is really what this is all about. What this show is all about is if you can stop, pause, and be grateful for those around you that are sticking with you or doing what they can, even if you have to forgive them for their ignorance sometimes, it's still putting you in a position of strength. And at the end of the day, you're actually managing your emotions and not putting yourself in a worse position. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of good stuff that's yeah. wrapped up on focusing on being grateful for the neurotypicals because to, to actually do that, a whole lot of stuff's got to go right. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Usually I can kind of go on and on and on and on, but this is relatively succinct. The idea is if you focus on being grateful for neurotypicals as a person with ADC, look for what they're doing to try to help. Get that self-awareness. Um, kind of pause and manage your emotions. If you can execute this and truly be grateful, then you're doing a lot right. So uh, anything yeah. else to add or we wrap it up? No, I think I would just sort of emphasize, kind of reinforce what you're saying is that this idea of trying to pause and self-regulate gives you much more control over what happens next, right? You've got more options. Because when we just knee-jerk respond, it's done, right? The die has been cast. It has been decided. So to sort of recognize, you know what? I think I've got some options here. What do I prefer? And, you know, this idea of gratitude, I think it, it, you know, like we talk a lot in the field of ADHD of the, non-ADHD folks kind of recognizing, seeing through some of those ADHD-based behaviors and recognizing the good intention that was behind it, which I believe in, but it's got to go the other way too, or at least everybody's better off if it goes the other way too. So in some ways we're not asking, you know, you're not doing more than you're asking other people to do for you. Absolutely perfect, everybody. I realize that this might be difficult to execute, but it's a simple thing that if you could sit down and try to focus on trying to execute, it might help you so much. So with that, Dr. Tuckman, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Love having you. Always love to learn something. In addition, the best part about my job is Touching Talk Radio. Uh, everybody, our secret word is day, D-A-Y. And go check out Dr. Tuckman's website. I told you it's got all the answers to your questions at adultadhdbook.com. With that, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.